1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland here with you. You know, Yesterday on the show we mentioned how there's a new book about Eddie Van Halen coming out these two journalists have had numerous conversations with him over the years and and they decided to work together to put to paper a bunch of things said in those numerous conversations and uh their newest book it's called eruption conversations with eddie van halen is uh coming out soon and in the book it features over 50 hours of previously unreleased interviews with Eddie Van Halen um you know he wasn't the biggest talker he he, he let his guitar playing do the talking for him um he he was never he, he was never one to to get into that much in interviews but these two uh journalists in the wake of eddie van halen's death they uh they think they they, they have something that 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 his fans and fans of rock and roll would really like uh the two journalists brad talinsky and chris gill Again, they've had over uh, a a bunch of conversations with him over 50 hours of previously unreleased interviews. And um, if you're a fan of Van Halen, a fan of of the guitar, fan of rock and roll, Eruption, Conversations with Eddie Van Halen, a new book uh, that'll be coming out pretty soon.
3: It always makes me wonder what level of success do you have to be to have an estate. You, you you ever you, you ever noticed that every time like a celebrity dies, whether it's Michael Jackson or Jimi Hendrix or something like that, there's an estate that takes cares of all of their affairs. Like uh, I remember when that Jimi Hendrix movie came out, they wasn't allowed to use the music that Jimi Hendrix made because Jimi Hendrix Estate said they didn't want uh, Jimi Hendrix music used. Or you know you always hear about. Uh, like Eddie Van Halen, I'm sure he's had that success where he has an estate that can approve whether or not this book comes out or whether Wolfgang gets to see some of that money. I wonder what level of success, because I, I know I don't have an estate. You know, if I die tomorrow. I mean, you have a house. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh is, is That's what it is. Uh, is I have a house, yeah, but I don't have, like, a group of people that's willing to take control over whatever the hell I have left after I die. And I wonder what level of success. Like, is it just rock stars and celebrities do, like, dentists? If, if there's a successful dentist or doctor, do they, do they have an estate that takes care of this stuff when they die? I don't know what the
2: exact dollar amount is to to say someone has an estate once they die. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's a couple of hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's uh, a half a million dollars, one million dollars. I don't know, but if there's enough money in there, where there's going to be a bunch of people who were close to the dead person arguing about who gets that money, I think I think that that would be the definition of an estate. If there's an enough money, if there's enough money there where, where people are are fighting and arguing over who gets the money, I guess that would that would be an estate. I can assure you I could probably go the
3: rest of my life without having or needing an estate after I die.
2: Um, you know, the house Eddie Van Halen lived in before his death, he lived there for a really long time up in the hills above Los Angeles. And that's the house where he built his own recording studio. And... The, the first album the first van halen album they recorded at that recording studio in Eddie Van Halen's house was the album 1984 uh-huh. A- and uh and and that's the house Wolfgang Van Halen his his son grew up in and but I just thought it was interesting how uh how the, the these guys had over 50 hours of previously unreleased interviews and they and they uh decided to get together two writers to to put a book out Eruption conversations with Eddie Van Halen and yesterday on the show I mentioned how from their awesome first album his his the that one track that is a guitar solo that is called eruption it's 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 been called by a lot of people the the greatest guitar solo or, or at least one of them ever and and I mentioned on the show yesterday how when they were recording the first album, the first album was basically done and either the producer or the engineer somebody in the studio happened to be walking by and heard Eddie Van Halen playing that he was he was in a studio he was in in, in the studio and he was playing that and whoever heard him playing that ran to another engineer in the building and said you have to go push play and record on this right now and record what he's doing and they recorded that without him knowing it and then when he was done playing it the producer said that was incredible what what is that he said and he said oh, that's what i do when i when i warm up and the producer told him we just recorded that and that was so good we're going to put that on the album by itself and then he said, "Well, let me let me do it again." And and I don't I don't think they did, or I think they used that first take of of him playing that, and him not knowing it was being recorded to be put on the very first Van Halen album again. A, a eruption, it's an incredible guitar piece. It's right before the song "You Really Got Me," which ended up being the the first Van Halen song ever released to radio. By their record company, and um, I mean to this day, that's that little over a minute piece eruption still sounds absolutely incredible. And 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 uh, he had no idea that they were that they were recording it and they were going to put it on the album. How long do you suppose
3: those two reporters that that's writing this book had been following Eddie Van Halen and just you know talking to him like how, like maybe a decade, a couple of years? Like how long do you suppose?
2: It's a good question. If they have over fifty hours of previously unreleased interviews, um, that's a lot. But that's what I'm saying. Like that goes. To I, your I don't point. know exactly when they started talking to him, or I don't. I don't know if all of this. Uh, the only other thing I read about the book, I I think some of it starts early in his career. I don't know exactly how early. Or, or or when but having having over 50 hours of previously unreleased interviews that's that that's a lot no not really that's what I was
3: that's what I was about to say see to your point when you said Eddie Van Halen didn't talk a lot where well, if they if they've been following Eddie Van Halen for the majority of his career and he only got 50 hours of interviews that's not really a lot when you think about the span of his career 50 hours is what a little over 2 days worth you know, so it's
2: that, like that's still a lot of interviews though, Colin. maybe for somebody who's not talkative,
3: you know look,
2: I, I don't know exactly when they started talking to him mm-hmm. um uh but if if hey if you're a van Halen fan it should be it should be interesting um all right, coming up on the show today, uh today's day twelve uh seventy five percent of the people in the state of Louisiana who lost power during Hurricane Ida have their power back. Uh, Many people, the majority of people around the New Orleans metropolitan region, Um, uh, uh, most people have their power back. And it's still going to be a little bit of time for some people in spots that were really hit hard by, by the storm, uh, that's coming up. But we're, we're we're making our way through, and and that's what we're doing here. We're 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 rocking and recovering.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bayou,
2: 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland here with you. And uh, today is day 12 after Hurricane Ida and the uh, state of Louisiana according to our governor john taco bell edwards 75% of 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 the the people who lost power have gotten their power back in the state and there are there's going to be some people whose areas got hit the hardest it's going to take them a a, a bit longer to get their power back, the last twenty five percent. I know Entergy said that by the end of the month, and and that's that's pretty rough because what's today September tenth? That's a long long period of time. You know, you know, in the New Orleans metropolitan region, you have to you have to say Entergy and and Clico, did did a good job of of getting a lot of people's power back not that long after the storm i i know it was rough personally it was 6 days for me in the city of new orleans 6 days without power and and i'll tell you when it was day 4 and and we still hadn't heard from energy about any timetable of, of when the power was coming back that was um it was pretty rough but then for me personally it was the next day day 5 that would that was friday one week ago today when energy Enter- last friday morning when they when they said all right it's it's 5 days after the storm and, and they said, here are the timetables. And, and it was one week ago today when the timetables went up. And they said, you know, some people will start getting their power back today. And, and when I saw that last Friday, they said my neighborhood, because I live in the warehouse district here in New Orleans, they said, you'll have your power back by the end of tomorrow. And and that was the first time that any of us had heard any timetable whatsoever. So, the, that first Sunday night, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, and Thursday of last week, and last Thursday, we still had no idea, because Entergy didn't say, when when the power was coming back, the the, the heat it was rough. I mean, but and then and then <clears> the next morning, Friday morning, one week ago today, that's when we finally got the first timetables, and and that's when when power started coming back. But that sounds logical when you
3: think about the extent of the damage, the the wide area of how much of the the city and the surrounding areas was damaged, and you have to take to consideration that entity had to go around and survey the damage see what what areas were damaged and how when and why how long it would take the trucks to get there then they had to come back and like meet with them themselves and determine all right in a, a course of action like these days we can do this area based on this damage these people can go out to this area and uh fix this damage it, it seems reasonable that with the amount of damage that they had that it would take that long for an estimated timetable to be released and for, the, for most people, it didn't happen on time. You know, some people still are without power. And for m- my, my neighborhood in general, my house specifically, it happened before the timetable. My, my power was supposed to come on on the 8th, and it came on on the 7th. Some people were supposed to come on on the 8th, and they still don't have power. So it's still a rough estimate. It's not necessarily like the end-all be-all when it comes to you're going to get your power back on this day based on the timetable.
2: No, And what was wild about it, Coleman, is uh – Last weekend when, when when a when a bunch of people in New Orleans uh and and in and, and some other areas, I know the North Shore, St. Tammany Parish, when they started getting their power back, it still took another three, four, five days for people not that far from them to get their power back. Because right up until a couple of days ago, I have friends in Metairie and Kenner that still didn't get their power back. And they just got it back within the last 48 hours.
3: Yeah, it's weird how those grid works. Like I said, I've been in power outages in my neighborhood when there's thunderstorms, and literally right across the street, the power would be out where my power would be on. Uh, My brother, he stays two streets away from me. I had my power back two days before his came back on. So it is weird how the grids work. It's not necessarily just because you live in the same neighborhood or even on the same street that you get your power back. Sometimes it could be your neighbor right next door. You would have power and they don't.
2: Well, I mentioned in, in, in the apartment building I lived in, I, I do live in, there's an apartment building behind my apartment building, one street behind my apartment building, and they got power back. 24 hours before my building got power back. So I could look out the window and I could look across the street and I could see the building right across the street from where I live. They, they, they had power, they had lights. I, I didn't mean to look into so many windows, but that was a full 24 hours before my building right across the street. Got its power back, and I was a bit envious. And I know envy is one of the seven deadly sins, and you shouldn't be jealous or envious. But boy, that the last night I didn't have power, that last hot night, and 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 I'm I'm looking across the street, and boy, that building right next to mine, they got power. I, I wonder, I wonder what I'm going to get power back. And it was it was the next night it was a process and it was interesting to
3: see because uh, since i didn't have uh gas to drive around whenever i wanted to get go to a store or whatever i had to walk and the the front of my neighborhood the the poles the electric poles completely snapped like the wood everything snapped and the power lines were on the ground and it was interesting to see the process of how you know my neighborhood particularly had power back the first day i walked out of there uh, i seen, we've seen the energy trucks, but they, they didn't fix anything. They just sat down and they, like, they took a survey of the damage and then they left. Everybody got excited when they saw the trucks because they thought we were getting power back that day. Then the next day they cleaned up the, all the debris and they dropped off the new logs that they were going to put the new big wood, uh, poles. They dropped those off and then they left. So it's like each day you saw a, a, a piece of the process. So the first day they, you know, they just surveyed the damage, seeing what they need, the next day they dropped off the materials that were needed like the wood poles and the new wiring. The next day you saw them up there untangling certain wires and getting rid of uh, the wires that they couldn't use anymore because they were severely damaged. Then the next day you saw them putting up the poles. So each day it was a different thing. It well, wasn't like just because the trucks were out there that that
2: means you got power. Each day it, it, it was a new it was a, a new part of the process. Well, they, they they they've done a good job. It's a lot of work and and I know they had over 20,000 crews come from different parts of the country to come down here. And, and many of those folks are still here. And uh, as we mentioned on the show yesterday, um, there th- th- there were some of the linemen who have been eating food that they love, food that they've never eaten before. And, and some of that stuff has been online. Uh, them sending messages back to their families, their wives, wherever they're from saying you got to make this when i come back home when i'm done working here because uh th- this is uh this is something we've never had before and it's fantastic i thought that was pretty cool and and um but again i, I think you got to you got to say that uh, Entergy and Coleco, they've 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 done a good job again there are still 25% of people in in the state of louisiana who have lost power and haven't gotten it back yet but uh As being part of the 75%, boy, good good job. Uh, Robbie says, I just paid my electric bill, and
3: I don't know when I'll get power back. You're a good man, Robbie. (laughs) I didn't even know. I guess he must have paid it online. I still have to pay my AT&T bill, but I still don't have internet yet in my house. But if the AT&T place is open... I'm still going to pay my bill. It was due last week, but, of course, I couldn't pay it last week. I couldn't go anywhere. But even though I still don't have internet yet, I'll still pay the bill just in case.
2: I'll tell you, and and everybody who's from here and people who have lived here a long time, they know all the basics when a hurricane is coming. But I think two things that we learned the most during Hurricane Ida, have a full tank of gas in your car before the hurricane before the hurricane hits have a full tank of gas in your car and have some cash in your pocket go to the atm make sure because when when power's out there's no way they can swipe your your debit card your credit card and and i think i think those two things go right to the top of the list of things you need to do when you see a hurricane is coming F- make make sure you fill up your car with gas mm-hmm. and 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 make sure you you go to the ATM or, or the bank before the hurricane comes and have some cash in your pocket. Those, those two things will make your life a heck of a lot easier.
3: And a new thing that I learned this particular go around, as far as as opposed to 16 years ago, was Katrina. With uh, Katrina is the um uh, the popularity of social media now now you can check in safe you can ping your location you can use certain apps to keep in touch with so having a, a fully charged phone and a way to charge your phone i've seen this go around with ida how critical it was for people and how um uh and how it helped you know having a self on being able to get in touch with people in different ways other than just the regular telephone as like 16 years ago when the, you know, it was still in its infancy, like social media and cell phone technology. Now it's like people are giving each other cash through Cash App and Venmo if they needed it. Like, oh, you need help with your roof? Here you go. And they Venmo the cash right th- directly to your Cash App or whatever.
2: Yeah, you could have no power. You could have no internet, yet you're still able to transfer cash via Venmo and PayPal yeah. and things like that. Uh, that that was something. And, you know, the the car Oasis is something how people could charge their cell phones in their cars mm-hmm. and get air conditioning in their cars while they are uh, charging their cell phones two things they can't they couldn't do in their homes the, the the car oasis became big and for me in my apartment building I could open my door and the hallways were lit up and the elevators worked because the hallways and the elevators were on backup generator um, so I could I could go into the hallway and I could I could plug my I could charge my phone in the hallway of my apartment building. That saved me because I've been in between cars for a long time. Um, that that saved me. I don't know what I would have done if I wasn't able to open my door, my front door in my apartment building, step right outside into the hallway and 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 plug my charger in and charge my cell phone in the hallway. I don't know what I would have done without that.
3: And another cool thing was, uh, I have a radar app, a weather radar app, on my phone, and I was literally watching the hurricane go over me while, you know, on my phone while it was going on. And I thought that was pretty cool too, Jay. Like just seeing the winds and the gusts as it's happening outside and on my phone with the radar. So,
2: all right, coming up on the show, um, somebody tried burglarizing a few banks in Slidell, right after Hurricane Ida hit. You know, is that a good time for bank robbers, right after a hurricane? And we will tell you about a strip club who, who, all here who is who's hooking up some of the linemen who are working hard to hook us up. Stay tuned for that. we got a lot to do on the show this morning here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans-only, Classic Rock Station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans-only, Classic Rock Station. There are many, 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 many television shows that are popular that I've never watched one episode of. And one of those television shows is Dancing with the Stars. But I just read that many of this season's Dancing with the Stars contestants are struggling with drugs, alcohol, and debt. Wait a minute. Isn't that how they wound up on the show Dancing with the Stars in the first place? How is that news? Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland, here with you. I've always liked Cindy Crawford. And what's interesting about saying that, I once heard a radio host in New Orleans say he never thought that much of her. He he said, yeah, I never. she's really never been, not my type. I never really... And, and I remember the, the radio host in New Orleans saying that while I was driving in my car at the time. And I said, I'm offended by that. And hardly anything offends me. You know, Coleman, nothing offends you or, you or I. But, but when I was driving down the road, I, I said to myself, why would he say that? Even if he didn't think she was that good looking, why, why would he say that on the air while he was, while he was mentioning her? Um the reason I bring her up is because she's making some news for recreating a commercial she did for Pepsi 29 years ago. So almost 30 years ago and she's recreating it by doing basically the same thing they she she um went to the same spot where they filmed it where they video recorded it 29 years ago and she looks absolutely incredible and she's wearing yes yeah, she she's wearing the uh the the short daisy duke shorts and she had a white tank top on and she looks incredible. You know, Cindy Crawford is 55 years old now, and it doesn't look like she aged very much at all. I, look, I know they can do a lot with makeup and such, but she still looks fantastic. And I've always liked her. I, from the day she became famous, I looked at her and said, oh, my God, that's one of the, the best-looking women Who's who's walking upright on two legs on planet Earth, and and she, you talk about aging gracefully, and you know she was one of the first supermodels. So I think she's close to six feet tall. She's like she's like five eleven or five ten and a half or something like that. I mean she. Might even be six I think she is the very first supermodel. There, there were famous models, but uh... well, there were a group of supermodels that came out and became famous together back when we were when we were kids. Yeah, uh, T- Tyra Banks, Cindy Crawford, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... When when we were kids, but she never seemed to have the bad attitude like some of the other ones. I mean, they were all hot, obviously. That's why they were supermodels. But but she never seemed to to be bitchy like the other ones. She always seemed to be cool and and I just always thought she's one of the one of the most attractive females in 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 the history of females. But but she um she just got back into that that outfit that she did that Pepsi commercial in 29 years ago. And um she she is, is redoing the commercial, and when I when I saw this story, it just it, it made me think of that time I was driving here in New Orleans. I was uptown, in my car, and it was probably about well, maybe seven years ago, right around there. There was another radio host in New Orleans talking about Cindy Crawford. She was in the news again for something. And he made the comment, I I never, I never, she's not my type. I never thought she was that attractive. And and I'm thinking to myself while I'm driving my car, what male, what heterosexual male could say that? Looking at Cindy Crawford saying that I never found her that attractive. She's not, she's not that hot. You know, if there was a woman who so many people thought she was attractive, but I didn't, I don't think I would ever say that on the radio because when he said that, like I mentioned Coleman, and this was long before everybody got offended by by everything that people say but i I was offended by I, how could this man say? That he doesn't find Cindy Crawford that attractive and she's not his type. Even if that's the truth, why would he say that on the radio?
3: I'll say this on the radio. I'm looking at the pictures right now. You can see it at by957.com. We have this it's the Cindy Crawford. I'm looking at her in a Daisy Duke shorts and a tank top. And she is a stunning, stunning, beautifully attractive woman. However, me being from the South. You know how I like my women, John. You like them a little thick. A little bit thick. She's not. Don't don't get me wrong. I would still do sex with Cindy Crawford right now, as she looks in this picture. She would still get it at this moment. Plus, I do need a sugar mama. Bills are getting tight. But I, I, a little bit more meat around the thighs and hips area than I'd be sold. I you, like them thick. You want her to
2: go eat some donuts?
3: Yeah, or some boudin or something. She need, right around the hip area. Still, I'll still do it. Don't get me wrong, but a little thickness right there in that upper thigh, butt cheek area.
2: You know, and she's been with her husband for a very long oh, time. Oh man,
3: you just messed up the whole fantasy yeah, up. You had uh, to say husband. I, 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 you could I just let the picture that. go as yeah, it is. Yeah, I
2: should have. But she's been with the same dude, uh, Randy Gerber, for a very long time. He owns bars and he's a successful businessman. They have a couple of kids. Kids, they're around twenty years old now. Wait, uh she's married to the dude named Gerber? Yeah. So her name is really Cindy Gerber? Well, she kept her she kept the yeah, Cindy Crawford th- name for a professional name, but I Yeah, small business move. Um, her daughter looks pretty much just like her and her daughter is, is a, uh, is a model as well. And then she had a son that made news not that long ago. He, he got a tattoo, a small tattoo on his face. Not interested. And I know social media went crazy and I, and I think I read where he, he got, he took, took, he had the tattoo on his face removed. I don't know what's going on there, but I just thought it was pretty Cool that Cindy Crawford is recreating the same commercial she did for Pepsi 29 years ago in, in, in the same outfit, in the same place, and she looks almost the same, which is absolutely incredible. Always be a Cindy Crawford fan. And like Coleman said, you could see those pictures in that story on our website at Bayou957.com. IU ninety five point seven New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland, here with you. And the NFL season started last night with a very entertaining, competitive football game, and as as we sit here, twelve days after Hurricane Ida there was something last night that made life normal again watching watching a football game between the defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers cuz that's what the NFL has been doing for a while now they they start the season every year on on a Thursday night and they have the team who won the Super Bowl last year host the first game of the season, and that's what happened when uh, the the Dallas Cowboys played at the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last night. Um, great game! Tampa kicks a field goal with two seconds left to beat the Dallas Cowboys thirty-one to twenty-nine in a game many people thought the Dallas Cowboys should have won. Um, th- their quarterback. Returned last night, Dak Prescott, who was having a great season for the first month of the season last year, until he suffered a gruesome ankle injury where 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 he broke his ankle. And 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 that injury made him miss the rest of last season. But Dak Prescott last night he threw for over four hundred yards and three touchdowns and he was he was incredible but Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were, were able were able to come back and, and and kick that field goal down by one point with 2 seconds to go to to win the game but before the game started on the pregame show Drew Brees made his debut ...as a pregame show host for NBC. And he was great. He was he was excellent at being a pregame host... ...for the Sunday Night uh, Football crew last night... ...on their Thursday night opener. Drew Brees was great. But what had a lot of people talking online... ...I saw on social media people were blown away by Drew Brees' hair because it looked like he had a heck of a lot more of it than he did, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago?
3: 10 months ago?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Now, Now, look. It is true, Drew Brees' hair has made a better comeback than the New England Patriots did in that Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons when they were down twenty-eight to three, and came back and won the game. Drew Brees's hair was right there with the with the New England Patriots when it comes to comebacks. And you know what they're doing with hair treatment lately is incredible. Now look, whether those were plugs or or whatever the case may be. You 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 do what you can do you 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 do what's available, and um. His hair looked looked great.
3: See, Drew Breed doesn't seem like the type that would want to go for cosmetics. I don't know. Did he feel the pressure of being on national TV for the first time? So he felt like he had to have game show host hair because like, Drew Breed seems like a like a a regular standard dude. Like he doesn't care about makeup. He doesn't care about hair as long as he's keeps up with his personal hygiene, everything's all good, but you think he felt pressured to being on TV, so he felt like he had to do all the TV stuff, like get hair and makeup and get the little side dent that they have when it comes to game shows. And, Coleman, here's what I think. What, what do you think, John?
2: When you're as rich as Drew Brees is, and they have technology where you could spend, I don't know, a couple of thousand dollars, I don't know what that costs, a few thousand dollars to to, to to stop you from being bald and 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 to, and to make you look like he looked last night. I, I think most guys, especially if they're making their national television debut on as a, as a co-host a pre-game show. I think I think most guys would probably would, would 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 probably do that.
3: I don't know. See, Drew Brees is already married to a hot wife. He doesn't need to impress anybody no more. So he could have he could have did like George Carlin, just rock the ball. He could have did like Jason Statham. There's a lot like Vin Diesel, The Rock. There's a lot of guys you can look bald and still look cool. You know, you don't have to go for the game show host hair, especially if you don't have nobody to impress. At this point, Drew Brees doesn't have anybody to impress. Go ahead. Uh, what's the other uh, quarterback? Um,
2: Bradshaw, he doesn't have any hair. Look at him; he does announcing, commentating, stuff like that. Well, first and foremost, <laughs> now there's a there's a Louisiana native, Terry Bradshaw. we yeah. are talking about, you know, when he, when he started going bald, they they didn't have the technology. You know, if Terry Bradshaw was was uh, was Drew Brees's age, I'm sure Terry Bradshaw would 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 spend a, a, a few thousand dollars to to. To, to look like he's got his own full head of natural hair and, instead of instead of going bald. I don't know. I, but I, but I, I, one other thing I wanted to say. Okay. I, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I would bet that Drew Brees' wife, Brittany Brees, likes... His hair, ah, likes see, his hair the way it looks.
3: Now, that would make sense. That would make sense. Now, if she, if he's doing it because she likes it, then that's completely understandable. You and I, we have a mutual friend that's married. He comes around with weird haircuts all the time, and we ask him, dude, what the hell are you doing? And what does he say? Oh, my wife like, likes it this way. So he actually sits there and looks crazy just because his wife prefers that. look. Now, if, if Drew Brees did it for his wife, yeah, all right, I'm on board with that make your wife happy. But if he's just doing that because of the game show pressure of being on television for the first time and he thought that would look good, uh ah, it was an it was unnecessary.
2: No, but a lot of people were talking about his hair. They're like, "Whoa, he's got so much more of it than he did." Oh, I don't know. Always. Even it is not even that he had more, it was, it was that he had
3: more and it was weird looking. It was all curly at some parts and a little blacker at some parts than it was. it was it was weird. It was weird.
2: But but there are there are lots of guys who have no problem with with going bald mm-hmm. but but then there are lots of guys also where if they had the means and now that we have the technology to 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 put a head of hair on them like that look i i don't want to go bald but i noticed about i don't know Nine or ten years ago, someone said, "Hey, at at the top of your head, towards the back, you could see there's a there's a small bald spot." When when someone told me that, the next day, I was in CVS or Walgreens. (laughs) Why I was buying Rogaine. Why? Because I've seen the commercials, and they say, you know, if you if you put a little this Rogaine on your bald spot twice a day. You'll grow hair there, and don't you know, it has worked. Really, its it it is it it's worked for me. Okay, I, I guess I'm the complete opposite because
3: I've been bald on purpose. Like I I would shave my head bald because I don't have a problem with the bald look. I guess I look good bald, so it doesn't really matter whether I, whether I have hair or not. But. I kinda, I'm kinda waiting for when my hair thins out. You know, I think I'm gonna look like George Jefferson because the way my hair is, I think it's gonna start thinning at the top and I had that little, uh, that George Costanza thing going around the sides of my head. That's how I think I, I'm going to look. And people say, well, why don't you, um, you know, do things, dye your hair, make yourself look younger. I'm like, no, I wanna look my age. That way, I don't get confused with the younger generation. Because if I get confused with the younger generation, people are going to expect me to do young things, and I might not have, I might not have young energy. So the younger I look, more people are going to expect young behavior from me. And I don't. Sometimes I don't want to participate in young people behavior. Sometimes I want people to say, No, don't, don't call him. His way, don't call him at three in the
2: morning. He's too old for that. Because I don't really want to go out at three in the morning. You know. Walt well, Coleman, the, the the biggest difference between you and me when it comes to our hair. Well, you happen to be black. Mm-hmm. I'm white. My hair grows down. Your hair grows up.
3: That's true. <laughs> that's true.
2: That's a, you that's can't
3: rock the fro like I do, can you?
2: That's the uh, that's the biggest. You can difference. get
3: cornrows though. You ever thought about getting cornrows? No.
2: Oh, uh, try that out. But Drew Brees was fa- and his hair fantastic last night as a as a pregame host, and and that game last night was very very entertaining to watch. And, you know, they're saying that Tom Brady has one goal left and that's to go undefeated. And there are some sports fans, sports gurus, who think that that could happen this year. That almost happened once in New England. They were undefeated when they went to that Super Bowl and lost to New Orleans native Eli Manning and the New York Giants. But, some people who say they're in the know say that that's what tom brady wants more than anything sure he wants another super bowl ring but he wants to go undefeated he, he, isn't that the goal of almost every team
3: doesn't every team want to go undefeated yeah but but
2: that, that, that that's only happened in 1972 with the miami dolphins so that's 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 other than that that's never happened so and mo- most people realize that you know you're going to have some ups and downs there in the season that that's just it's not realistic it's it's not going to happen but this is tom brady yeah and and he was already one game away from that once in his career and so people are saying that uh that's what he that's what he really 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 you know really what's going
3: to happen right if he goes undefeated this season everybody's going to say the refs had to be in on it no matter what happens, let's say he does go undefeated with Tampa Bay this year, people are going to say the only way he did that was because the ref had his back because the refs wanted him to have an a undefeated season, two. They were on a
2: take. Well, after that game last night, he could have very easily be 0-1 this morning, but he's not. He's 1-0 this morning, and um, I'm just excited for the Saints on Sunday. I'm excited for college football tomorrow. Um, again, uh, get, getting back to, to normal as we are rocking and recovering here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. At the Kansas State Fair, they are selling Krispy Kreme donut hot dogs covered in bacon. What's interesting is they have a popular ride at that same fair, it's an ambulance ride to the hospital. And how delicious does that sound, though? Krispy Kreme donut hot dogs covered in bacon. You know, it's the first year that that has been at the Kansas State Fair, although they've been using that to fatten hogs for several years. How, how amazing does that sound? Krispy Kreme donut hot dogs Covered in bacon.
3: Yeah, sounds great now, but then later on.
2: Hey, if that's the biggest problem from that, uh, I'm in. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. here with you. I want to tell you about a man police are looking for who was committing bank burglaries during hurricane ida but with everything that's going through your mind during a hurricane and you're in it here's a guy that thought you know this is a, this is a great time to go try to to go try to Rob Banks, and I'm going to tell you about him in just a second. I wanted to say hello and thank you for listening to the crew at CB Towers. They're out there making all of the cell phone towers work in the area. And the reason I know about them is because a guy I went to college with works for them. And, and he lives out in California, and he's here in Louisiana right now. And he, and he sent me a message on Facebook, but that just goes to show you, I mean, here's a guy that I went to college with a long time ago Dead. haven't seen or heard much of him for, for a long time. I mean, he lives out in California. I live here in New Orleans. But he, like some of the electric company workers, came here from different parts of the country to help us get our lives back to the way we know them. His name's Kevin. I wanted to say, what's up, Kevin? We had some good times in college, man, from what I can remember, at least um but it's great that that he and the people he works with travel across country to come help us out i i, I thought that was awesome and uh hopefully uh, kevin get get into the city of new orleans i know you're in the area somewhere but uh yeah let's go uh let's go have a couple of beers again like back in the day So thanks to those guys. But this story, Slidell Police, they're they're investigating bank burglaries that occurred during Hurricane Ida. It happened at three different locations. Slidell Police are investigating several bank. ATM burglaries, which occurred at the height of Hurricane Ida. In one case, the suspect actually forced entry into a bank. The day after Hurricane Ida, a man took advantage of the circumstances and attempted to break into three different ATMs in Slidell. At one location, the suspect forces forced his way inside of a bank. In each burglary attempt, the suspect left empty-handed.
3: That's the that's what I was looking for. I was trying to see because ATMs are difficult to get into.
2: They are it's, tough to break into,
3: especially if you don't have power, you no know, electricity. I'm I'm quite sure those banks that he broke into didn't have power or electricity, which makes it even harder, believe it or not, to get into ATM machines.
2: Due to critical infrastructure, Coleman, that was damaged during the hurricane, the burglaries were not discovered until days later. They were three different banks on Gause Boulevard in Slidell. And uh, he, he tried breaking into the atms at those banks and at one of them he actually got into the bank hmm but i mean you you think about what's going on during and, and and shortly after or at the end of a hurricane most people are just trying to trying to make sure they they've they're safe that they've got their wits about them this guy is thinking During that particular time, you know, this would be a great time to go rob ATM machines. Well, you don't have anything to lose. You're
3: not really worried about your safety at that point. If this guy is that dedicated to where he wants to try to gain money uh, uh, in the height of a hurricane, that means he probably didn't have nothing to begin with that he felt like it was at stake that he had to worry about his own safety.
2: Well, I think he may have a little bit to lose because they've got his picture at one of the banks it was working well enough to to snap a, a a picture of him and he's looking right into the camera he is wearing a mask so for a uh, a bank robber or an atm robber at least he's health conscious when it comes to uh wearing a mask he look like he has a whole ski mask on i'm looking at the picture right now on our website
3: and uh he I, you know what's funny he is wearing a mask, but just by his eyes, he's, he's, he looks like he's smiling a little bit. He looks like he's enjoying himself. That's the weird thing about it.
2: I, again, I just think of everything that goes through our minds during a hurricane, at the end of a hurricane, and and, and here's someone what went through his mind. Let's go rob a, as many ATMs as we can on Gauze Boulevard at Slidell.
3: Somebody knows who that guy is. Uh, enough of his face is exposed that he could be identified. Somebody knows who this guy is. Hey, coming
2: up next on the show, there's a, a local strip club who is offering linemen and first responders free drinks. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you about that coming up next. And a celebrity... Someone who's been on our show, in the studio here, on our show, is behind this. And her behind is something, too. Stay tuned for that. That's coming up next. Here, as we rock while we recover. On Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning. John Osterlund, here with you as we are starting out day 12 after Hurricane Ida. And uh, according to our governor, John Taco Bell Edwards, 75% of people who lost power during Hurricane Ida here in Louisiana have, have, have had their power restored and um for for those other 25% it's it's going to take some more time i know energy said recently that um hopefully by the end of the month kind of sucks when today's only september 10th but uh some areas got whacked a lot harder yeah, i i have i have friends in in metairie and kenner who just got their power back? A, a a guy I know in Kenner just got his power back last night. It was pretty wild. Um, but you'd have to say, Entergy and CLECO, they they've done a good job. This was a massive storm, Hurricane Ida, and for for getting as many people their power back within a fairly short amount of time. Good job by By them, but again, outside of being sick, I can't think of anything worse than, than living without power.
3: I can think of a few things that's worse. Like I said, for me, living without power, as long as I was by myself, I was okay. It's just uh, seeing other people suffer when I had a when I had, when, a, when the storm first happened, I had family members in the house with me and watching them, you know, fan themselves and suffer. That was bad. But when they left and went to their own homes and I was stuck by myself without power, it wasn't really that bad. It was, it was kind of peaceful a little bit other than the heat. You know, uh, I had getting natural sunlight in the house, just sitting in the tub when it was cold, reading books. You know, getting away from all the hustle and bustle of the buzzing of electricity. So for a couple of days there, it was the solitude was peaceful on my end.
2: The the daytime without power in the house isn't as bad as the nighttime. Once the once the nighttime came because of the heat, trying to sleep and it just a yeah. Uh, oh, I. I I can't think of many things worse than than living uh, uh, about a week or more w- w- without electricity. I, I that that that's not life, like 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 we're accustomed to, obviously, and and just uh, misery. I, I I think I think a textbook definition for the word misery is living without electricity.
3: I mean, humans have lived a long, 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 long time without electricity. But they never had
2: it before, so they didn't know.
3: Exactly, so you
2: think we're spoiled? Well, hey, Larry Flint's Hustler Club on Bourbon Street, Coleman, Mm -hmm. they're offering a drink on the house to all the linemen and first responders for Hurricane Ida. This continues to show the outpouring of support that people around here are showing the thousands of linemen and first responders working in Louisiana after hurricane ida and a friend of our show someone who was in the studio during one of our shows we 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 interviewed her and and we made a video you remember stormy daniels i remember stormy She's the one who's teaming up with Larry Flint's Hustler Club in their Nudity for Humanity campaign. Wait, say that again? Nudity for Humanity.
3: That sounds like something I can get behind.
2: Uh, To benefit Hurricane Ida relief efforts. Uh, Stormy Daniels. Who made her name obviously as a porn star and then whether she was or wasn't involved with Donald Trump before he was president. That was some interview on our show that day. Maybe we should go find that and, and repost that back at the top of our website, by 957com 957 dot com. That that was an interesting interview and she looked incredible that morning. You remember that? Yeah, I remember. We kissed. Do you remember that? That's right, you did kiss her. <laughs> Well Stormy Daniels, who by the way is a Louisiana native from Baton Rouge, she spearheaded I think she spearheaded several people but, but but she spearheaded a pop-up distribution center at Larry Flint's hustler club giving out oil, gas. Non-perishable food, water, fans, lights, tarps, coolers, and ice. How about that? And they're announcing Larry Flint's Hustler Club will be offering a drink on the house, a free drink for all linemen and first responders today, tonight, and tomorrow. Tomorrow night. And they're continuing to donate um, to relief efforts as well, Larry Flint's Hustler Club. I wonder, if, I wonder
3: if we can do more to help. I wonder if we can take it a step further with just some ideas. All right, so here you are, you're a lineman, and you want to uh, chillax after a hard day's work of helping people get back to normal about putting power. So you go to Larry's Fence Hustler Club. You get, you get know if, if, if you're a victim of the disaster, you get some ice or some oil or some gas. If you're a lineman, you get a free beer. But I think maybe we should see if we can see about getting these guys some lap dancers as well
2: while they're there, right? It does. It doesn't say exactly. if 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 the lap dances are or, or the strippers being there uh, is included, but you would think it would be if this whole all of this stuff falls under the umbrella of what they're calling nudity for humanity.
3: <laughs> At least hand them a beer, topless or something. Help these
2: guys out, you know. I'm wondering how the wives of the linemen who came in from out of state, even the linemen who live locally and first responders, wonder I wonder I wonder how their wives feel. Hey, honey, someone wants to show their gratitude towards us. They they wanna say thank you and they and they offered us a, a, a free drink in their in their club. It's it's Larry Flint's Hustler Club. I, I wonder I wonder how their Why would they want to tell their wives that I don't
3: think any lineman in their right mind would just call their wife and be like, Hey wife, while you're like a couple of miles away from the city that I'm working in and you're not around, I'm going to go to the strip club with stormy Daniels for the nudity for humanity deal. And they're going to give me free beers at the strip club.
2: Hey, hey, it is for humanity. Sure. It's nudity, but, but it's nudity for humanity.
3: They better have some cool ass wives then. Well,
2: anyways, Larry Flint's Hustler Club offering a free drink to any any lineman or first responder who goes in there today, tonight, or, or tomorrow or tomorrow night.
3: Uh, Dan from Boston, I'm not gonna read the entire text, it's kinda long, but he, he, he says, you know, he doesn't feel that it's fair that post office workers don't get enough credit as the linemen and the first responders. He said, "Post office workers still are doing their thing too." But the thing about post office workers, I'm not excited to get bills in the mail yet. I mean, I get that the post office do—they do have a very important job delivering the mail. You know, rain, sleet, snow, and hail. But I'm not looking forward to getting energy bills or sewage and waterboard bills or AT and T bills in my mail just yet.
2: I just saw my mailman for the first time two days ago because it was only a couple of days ago where 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 mail. All of a sudden, was was being delivered again because for to tell Dan, our texter up in Boston, for the first week or so after Hurricane Ida, there there was there was no mail being delivered.
3: So would you get a AARP thing or maybe with some junk mail or no, uh, no, extended I mean, warranty it was bills? <laughs> All right, who's excited to get bills back in the mail, man? I mean, great work, postal service, man still
2: yeah and Dan you know I, I said that about about the people that work in the grocery stores in the drug stores that are open uh, you, you know the truck drivers we learned that during the whole coronavirus situation. We saw it again during Hurricane Ida uh, right after the the, the the storm came and went the, the people that did show up and, and, and go to work at places, that people who stuck around like me and you, Coleman, we we really needed. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I I have I have a lot of respect for every worker, everybody. Doesn't matter what you do. If you get up and you go to work, uh, I I totally respect you. And 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 ever since coronavirus and now Hurricane Ida. I look at the people that work in, in grocery stores a little bit different. I look at because they, they, just, they just kept doing it. They, that's, and, and, and we're seeing that after the storm here.
3: Yep. A lot of people doing a lot of great things, whether they're linemen or they're just guys that want to cook for the linemen, or whether they're porn stars and want to give linemen a free beer. It, uh, it, it runs the gamut. Everybody's involved in showing the best out of people.
2: Yeah, what was that old Glen Campbell song, "Wichita Lineman"? Well, how about "Louisiana Lineman"? Be a cool tune. Here on Bayou ninety-five point seven, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou ninety-five point seven, New Orleans' only classic rock station. September is National Childhood Obesity Awareness Month. Some children across the United States are wearing electronic devices. So scientists can monitor their activity. Wait a minute! Isn't that we what we do with whales? We we can put a put a, an electronic device a chip in them, and then they can. That's what they're that's what they're doing for for some children in this country, um, here on Bayou ninety five point seven, New Orleans' only classic rock station. By you, 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. here with you. A woman went viral on TikTok for deworming herself. Huh? But uh, since this happened, there have been some doctors who have come out, and they say, don't try this at home. Um. Well, the FDA has already warned people, Coleman, not to use a livestock dewormer as a cure for uh, COVID. But what do you do when you actually suspect that you may be living with unwanted worms? A A woman named Jessica went on TikTok and she found herself in that not-so-pleasant predicament recently, when she purchased an over-the-counter dewormer from Walgreens. All right. I guess she thought she had worms, so she went to Walgreens and she bought an over-the-counter dewormer. Okay, I'm following you so far. After drinking that milky liquid for several days... She was horrified to discover that she did indeed have worms. She said, quote, so my butt crack was itchy for the last couple of days, and I was like, whatever. I shaved it on Saturday. Have you ever shaved your butt crack? No, I have not. Neither have I. Now waxing, that's a different thing. She said she shaved her butt crack on Saturday and She continued, I only wear thongs, so it's probably just irritated, she said on the TikTok video. No, it got worse today. So your girl decided to take a camera with the flash on down there, and I totally wish I wouldn't have. So, so
3: she, yeah, so she looked at a button, discovered that they had worms coming out. Of she it. had worms. Okay, following the story so far.
2: Well, a doctor chimed in. A doctor of pediatric infectious diseases, and he's a he's a physician at Johns Hopkins University. He said pinworms, the most common worms in the United States. Maybe the cause of the sensation that that woman described in her tiktok video.
3: Okay, but here's the part that I'm not following. Let's say you do indeed find that you have worms coming out of your butt. What is your first thought? To go to the doctor to see if you can do something about the worms or you know what this would be a perfect opportunity to make a video to share with all on social media on TikTok. What's your what is the logical th- thought process here? If you found out that you had worms coming out of your butt. Oh, let me grab the camera so I could document my experience. Or maybe I should see a medical professional about the worms coming out of my butt.
2: Now, this TikTok user Jessica, she chose the TikTok video she would rather go viral with her with her anal issues then then get right to the doctor um and and the doctor who commented on our video continued by saying the the most common initial sign of pinworms is a sensation of itching at the anus at night or first thing in the morning
3: oh so they had their own
2: biological clock the worms do yeah evidently if if you have itching at the anus in the middle of the day you won't have to worry about Worms, maybe just something, something else you have to worry about.
3: Let's say that I had a crush on Jessica, okay? I had a crush on Jessica. I thought she was fairly attractive, so I followed her social media. I may have even slid into her DMs. As soon as she posted the video about admitting that she had worms coming out of her butt, not even going to see a doctor about the worms coming out of her butt, but going to deworm herself and then documented the entire experience for the world to see, I don't think I would want to do sex with Jessica anymore after that. Yeah, she's a fairly attractive woman too. Well, but it, I, too, it don't yeah. matter how attractive you are once you admit that you had worms coming. All right, even if she had the worms coming out of her butt and she kept it on the DL and nobody knew, I would, I might, I might could accept that. But no, she told the world that she had worms coming out of her butt and didn't even have the the wherewithal to go see a medical professional. She decided to deworm herself.
2: So you're telling me if it. it- Let's say a stunningly beautiful woman, mm-hmm. a, a an extremely attractive woman said, um, hey, Coleman, you, you know, you you could do sex with me. But there's one thing I got to tell you. Um, I, I had some worms coming out of my my butt. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't you wouldn't do sex with her?
3: Not after she posted it on social media and then said she didn't even go see a doc. See, let's say a, a stunningly attractive woman said, I have worms coming out of my butt. But she said, but I went to a doctor and I got it checked out and I'm all good now. I would I would give that a pass. But if she's telling me, I didn't even go to the doctor. I just went to Walmart and did it myself. Walgreens. Yeah, yeah Walgreens, Walmart. Yeah. She went to deworm herself. No, no, I can't trust that.
2: Hell no. And she went with the over-the-counter dewormer you got to do better people that's a question you'd have to think of, about it. this stunningly beautiful woman wants to do sex with you but but she says i've got worms coming out of my backside uh, w- would you still do, do do sex with her um could you forget about the worms that's you know what i, I feel think. about this whole entire uh story john and next week the dumbest thing i read all morning segment will come back to the show uh, cuz and, and and the big o will come back to the show and and we'll, we'll do the show that we 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 normally do um, for this week. We're just rocking and recovering from Hurricane Ida here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.